You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSC has opened its doors for another day, another week and another month. And let's have a look at the week ahead. The diary looks pretty full, both in South Africa, the United States and Europe. In South Africa, we've got results expected from Anglo Gold Ashanti, their interims, Liberty Holdings interims, Impact interim results. That's a company that's been very, very active recently when it comes to share price movements anyway. Glencore, uh, the commodities giant, also coming out with interim results, and the JSE Limited interim results too. What else have we got? Uh, slightly smaller companies, Royal Bafokeng Platinum's interims, Mondi PLC interims as well, Sappy Hammerson PLC and Trellidor Holdings will also publish their results this week. And if we go overseas now, 88% of U.S. companies that have reported their second quarter 2021 results have exceeded earnings per share expectations, and 86% of S&P 500 companies have reported a positive revenue surprise. It sort of smacks of a little bit of understating before the results come out. So everyone will say, oh, aren't you heroes because you've beaten your expectations? But they put the expectations out. So anyway, I'm a little bit dubious about those numbers. In Europe, uh, British Petroleum, Standard Charters, uh, HSBC Holdings, BMW, Socgen, that's Societe Generale, Standard Chartered, Legal and General, Bayer, Rolls-Royce Holdings, Adidas and Alliance also coming out with their numbers. In the United States of America, what have we got? We had a big one, of course, last week with the tech companies releasing their incredible numbers. Uh, what have we got this week? Uh, CVS Health, I don't know that one. Akamai, I don't know that one. Eli Lilly, that's a, that's a really big company, old school company, but uh, it's becoming more new school these days. Uh, they release uh, Viacom and Kraft Heinz. Uh, the food company, obviously. Also, Fox Corp, uh, Kellogg, News Corp, and Norwegian Cruise Line, along with Discovery Inc., Ralph Lauren, Booking Holdings, and Western Union. So very, very busy on both sides of the pond when it comes to numbers. Let's have a look at economic data now. Well, economic data, not so interesting. Uh, we've got PMI coming out today, which is the Purchasing Managers Index. That's in South Africa. And looking ahead to Friday at around about 2.30 South African time, we've got the U.S. jobs numbers coming out, which is always a big one. Is it as big these days as the consumer price inflation data? Maybe they're neck and neck. But anyway, that's the big one on Friday in the United States. Let's have a look at what's happening on the markets this morning now. The Stock Exchange News Service is a little bit skinny this morning on news. I've got the Fashini Group coming out with a trading update for the first quarter. Share price in very early dealings up 1.2%. And Gemfields coming out with an operational update as well. But I think all the re-election happens later in the week. So we'll go straight to the spot prices. It's a firm start to the week, more or less across the board. The dollar rand is 14.55. The British pound against the rand is 20.28. 20, and the euro rand is 17.30. With the euro dollar, 118.85, barely changed. And the British pound against the US dollar, that's the cable, 139.28, to be precise. Going back to Friday, the United States of America, because of the Amazon's slightly sort of moody outlook, towards the next quarter and a couple of quarters beyond because of people coming out of lockdown and not shopping so much at home. Uh, that uh, knocked all of the US indices. The Dow Jones was down 0.4%, nothing much though. S&P down about half a percent and the Nasdaq was the worst off with a 0.7% loss. This morning in the Far East, Tokyo up 1.8%, very buoyant. Shanghai even better up 2% and the Hang Seng is 1% better with the all share in Sydney a one and a quarter percent winner. Moving to commodities now, the gold price is 18 
1808, which is $5 weaker than Friday. Platinum is up $5 to $1052 an ounce, and palladium is down $5 to $2,671. So not much happening there. The oil price coming under a wee bit of pressure, and we've got the West Texas Intermediate price at $73.35 per barrel, which is down 0.8%, and Brent crude oil is $74.76, which is down 0.9%. Staying with commodities, I want to have a look at that CLB index. It made a, uh, not an all-time record high, but a near seven-year high on Friday, but it's pulled back from that by about three points. It's 232, uh, let's call it. Uh, Bitcoin is at its best level since May, mid-May. Uh, the price is 40000 145. The US 10-year Treasury yield, Treasury bond yield, is 1.234%, and the South African 10-year bond yield is 8.84%. Let's have a look at the major indices now. After about half an hour of trading, the all-share index of the JSC on the... On the front foot this morning, look at that, up three quarters of a percent to 69,481. And the top 40 index is also up three quarters of a percent to 63,336. I'll be back with more detailed analysis of the markets with David Shapiro from New York for Shapiro World. And then after that, Nick Kunzo from Sun and Private Wealth for the Five O'Clock Shadow. See you then. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.